Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Mark Morrow, uh, and I am going to be producing a very small, short podcast miniseries dedicated to learning management systems in education. Uh, specifically, what are they? What do they do? Why should you care? And do you even want one? This is the Learning Management System Podcast. So I'd like to start off this first episode by talking less about learning management systems and more about where I see educational technology in general as a market. Um, up until very recently, I feel like the educational technology market has been kind of hmm, confused. So. We all kind of understand what enterprise software is supposed to do and who it's designed for. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to look pretty, but it does have to do its job. Um, and I think that enterprise software really hit its heyday uh, in the mid to late 90s. Uh, that's when we kind of figured out what enterprise software does, what it's good for, who it's made for, uh, and what kind of design considerations have to go into creating a product like that. Now. In the mid to late 90s, computers were starting to enter schools, uh, and they were looking for software. And a lot of these guys said, well, hey, you know, this is a lot like the enterprise. We got these large organizations, really broad. Uh, they need massive deployment, uh, but they also need to have long-term stability. They need to be supported for a while. You know what? We've got this. We've already done this. This is the enterprise. It's just repackaged and called education. Uh, and that didn't work out so well. For those of you who are my age or maybe a little bit older, uh, some of you may remember things like Pegasus Mail uh, or some of the other god-awful computer systems, uh, software solutions that you had to use when you were in elementary school, middle school, high school. Nobody liked those things. Uh, safe to say, the enterprise didn't quite get it right. Well, along comes the mid-2000s, uh, the advent of things like the iPhone, Android, um, Windows Mobile, wah, wah. and you kind of start to get this idea uh, that the consumer side of the technology market is coming into its own. Uh, more people have computers than ever before, more people have pocket computers than ever before, uh, and a lot of these startup companies start to target the consumer with a little bit more zeal. Uh, there's a bigger focus on visual design, there's more focus on making the interaction with the user pleasant and um, delightful, uh, adding little visual flourishes, making sure that UI elements are easy to find, that the user experience is smooth, that customer support is friendly and inclusive. Um, and a lot of people took a look at this and said, you know what, this is what the education market was missing. Those, those, those um, all of those enterprise guys, they got it wrong. Yeah, it's massive deployment, but what's more important is that the people using these things are not necessarily, their job isn't to use this tool. Their job is to do other stuff, and this tool just has to slot into it. So they decided to take a crack at it from the consumer side of things. That didn't work so well either. And I think that is because the consumer market is fundamentally a market which accepts change. Now, before all of you roll your eyes, click over to your Facebook and figure out how many people are complaining about the latest app update, hear me out. 
The consumer market is fundamentally one where rapid iteration is viewed as a virtue. Um, consumers are much more willing to put up with design changes or an app that comes out one week, they try it out, and then they dump it for another one the next week. Um, I'll be honest, if I look at the apps on my phone and I see one that hasn't been updated in four months, I start to wonder what's going on. Um, and as consumers, because we're in command of our own technology, for the most part, we can do that. We can accept that. That sort of rapid iteration, pick it up, drop it, that works great. But the thing that doesn't work that great is doing that kind of thing in a school. So the consumer market was very focused on making things user-friendly, user-accessible, and it succeeded there. The problem is that same sort of rapid iteration, while it's a good philosophy to have, you have to slow down for the education market because you're still dealing with those same things that the enterprise guys identified about 15, 20 years ago, which is large-scale deployment, a lot of different people using your software, and a software that needs to be stable in the long term. So where does that leave education? Well, like I said, the enterprise really hit its heyday in the 90s. Consumer tech, I think, really hit its heyday and came into its own in the late 2000s, early 2010s. So in my opinion, that means that right now we are poised to have a wonderful revolution in education technology because we can take the lessons that we've learned from the enterprise side of things and the consumer side of things and finally because we've understand we've we've understood those two dipoles those two extremes of the market because we've understood those we can come in and finally merge them into something that is both useful for the user, easy to understand, a user experience which is fluid and smooth, but at the same time a robust software solution that takes its lessons from the enterprise in terms of its longevity and its ability to be massively deployed and managed when necessary. I think we can take the best of both worlds finally because we finally understand both worlds. So that's all I have for right now. In our next episode, I'm going to try and get into a little bit of the history of learning management systems to see where they go. Now, if you are just subscribing to this podcast, uh, these are intended to be about a eh, 15 minute or so episodes. Um, so get in, get out, get on with your day. Uh, and I really do hope you'll join me next time. So thank you very much for listening. I'm Mark Morrow, and this has been the Education Technology Podcast. Um, if you'd like to, you can find me at Mark Lee Morrow on Twitter uh, or google.com slash plus Mark Lee Morrow on the Googles. Uh, thank you all for listening, and have a wonderful day.